A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, g'day everybody, welcome back to the Supercoach Summer Series, brought to you by the Weekly Rubdown and the Rugby League Guru. It's another Supercoach deep dive, Menage a the tripod of the draft Supercoach world. Boys, what's doing? Mate, I'm killing it. I'm real, I'm real happy with this. I'm You're real killing happy it, are you? Oh yeah. I don't know. Just, mate, uh, oh, no, I've had a few beers after work and I'm, I'm absolutely oh, pumped. But, fucking um, flying. Yeah, well, okay. True, true story. They won't be as, I'm getting on the frothies now, but um, on the Venos. Okay. Uh, on the Venos, so this this one's going to go down quite well. Good, good. Talking about dribbling loose messes, Guru. Yeah, man, I've been on the uh, wine and dine train tonight. So uh, <laughs> it was a uh, it was a bang average night to be an espresso martini. So come home <laughs> to Wait, Jim this... Beam Coke. So this could be anything. Welcome so, to our world, Grandma. This is where this is where we do our best work. If you're not half cut on the weekly rub down, you're not doing your, you're not doing it right. So this yeah. is this is going to be good. This is I think, yeah, it's going to be a ten out of ten performance by all three of us, to be honest. And talking about getting a little bit loose, let's uh, let's crack another tinny. Let's get into it, boys. Let's what? keep let's keep the vibe of the show rolling. Now, don't forget to vote in your hottest one hundred. Yep, the Gab's hottest one hundred for Gage the beers. Roads. Get on the atomics and get on the fucking gauge roads. Now, if there's something I have experience in, it's steering a podcast while loose and then dealing Ooh. with a co-host who's a dribbling mess. I'm, I'm <laughs> all over it, so don't worry about it, Guru. I've got us. <laughs> I have no doubt, mate. Plenty of experience uh, in that domain. Plenty of experience. Okay, so by now, you guys know the no and the triple S. Uh, we've got the loaded gun. We're talking about elite guys here, top 10 to 15 picks. Uh, this week, it's going to be KP, Callum Ponga. He really fits into two categories here, loaded gun and wildcard, but we've put the, him in there at loaded gun to have a chat about him. For our wildcard spot, this is your draft gambler, guy that's got some question marks about him for 2022. This week, we've got AJ Brimson in there, and then the third category, the bang for your buck. This is your value play in your draft, and this week, we're talking about Paul Momorowski. So I've got the C next to my name in the team sheet, so I'll... 
lead off, I'll square up the defence and put you lads in space. Does that sound good? Sounds like a plan, mate. All right. Thank God. Yeah. (laughs) I got you, baby. I got you. All right. First cab off the rank, we've got Kalen Ponga. So his 2020 average was 80. Sexy as fuck, right? Then you get into 2021, his average drops to 68. Eight tries, 13 assists. Most players with KP's skill set added to their average in, in 2021. So... It was surprising to me that he had such a poor season. Um, dropped by 12 points in his average. Obviously, he didn't kick goals as much. But to be honest, he wasn't that great at kicking goals to begin with. Um, for me... You'd almost lose more points. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, for me, like I've said it before, Newcastle is a no-fly zone for me. Not even to buzz the tower. I'm staying the hell away from Newcastle Knights players. Um, but for KP, let's explore this because usually he's probably... A mid round one picks, thinking pick five, six, seven around there, and he's sort of floated around those picks for the last two or three years. This year, I don't know where you take him. It is a real worry for me because the potential's there, the name's there, we know what he's capable of, but just the scenes there at, at the the Newcastle Knights, it really worries me. There's some questions here that we need to explore, boys. And one, does he kick goals? Two. Who's running the side in the halves? And three, what did P- Mitchell Pierce's game mean to KP's game? I mean, then you've got some subcategories here. Is best a bust? What do these Knights wingers look like? And have the opposition coaches actually worked out how to defend KP? So we'll start with the first three questions. Guru, I'll hit, hit you first. Does he kick goals? Who's running this team in the halves? And... What was the impact on Mitchell Pierce to KP's super coach game? Good God, I thought you'd give me a heater early, not throw a three at me. Let's go, baby. <laughs> come on, come on. Got kicking. Um, oh, I think one of you just said it. I mean, he did not kick well last year in any yeah. way, shape, form. I thought Mitch Barnett um, was hitting him much better than him when he was playing. Uh, I, I don't think I would go with KP personally, um, but Clifford, yeah, I don't know. Clifford kicks him in a decent clip, so he might yeah, do it as well. I, I, I think I'd have Barnett and Clifford in front of mm. uh, Kalen Ponga, realistically. Oh, I agree. Um, I also think, fuck, he's going to have a lot on his plate, KP. I mean, if there's someone else that can goal kick, I think you'd probably just take one thing off his mind, realistically. So, mate, he loses points there. As for who's going to run the ship, I mean, it's probably Jake Clifford, but fuck, doesn't fill me with confidence. I know he was great last year, I get it, but I, I think we've all seen enough of this team without Mitchell Pierce to be in just complete and utter panic stations for me. I'm not only am I worried about Newcastle heading into season 2022, I'm worried about Newcastle as a franchise over the next few years without mm. Pierce. I think it's a, uh, I think it's a massive loss. And, you know, I was just looking through his numbers. I mean, you know, we always say that Caelan Pong is a better player with Mitchell Pierce. And, you know, as much as I'm probably looking at the numbers right now without getting a calculator and working it out, um, it probably looks like it's false based on the numbers I'm looking at briefly. I mean, the back end of the season, uh, he he, well, he only played with Pierce for what? What is it? The last four games of the year? Is that it? Like it's weird. They play. Yeah, yeah. yeah they had a yes, lot of time were... off together. Yeah, and I mean, in the back end of the season, even when he had Pierce, fuck, it wasn't impressive. Pierce probably averaged more than even the last four games. He went 36, 43, 80, 41. He didn't play a top eight team in those four weeks. And yep. this is when they were. This is when they were playing to make the eight. Yeah, it's like, it's, and, and it's. They should be coming home with a wet sail. It is, it's like, mate, if you just put, 
his last four weeks into a vacuum and don't tell us who it is or what team he's playing for anything. Like, I'm not sure if you draft this guy. Yeah, 100%. I mean, and like you're alluding to it here, Newcastle have got a lot more holes than just losing Mitchell Pearce. I mean, it's... it's The loss of Watson can't be understated as well. It's nowhere near a complete footy side. Yeah, 100%. So, Wook, I put to you, so for someone that's used to be an elite fullback and someone that you were just stinging to fucking get in your side, where are you drafting this bloke, if you're drafting him at all? I mean, if you've got the opportunity to get him late in the teens, so say after pick 15 i think that that is that is supreme value for what talent he's got and what he could do i'll put an asterisk on that he's only contracted actually contracted for the end of next till the end of next season he's got player options for 2023 2024 and he's had he's already had discussions with wayne bennett already could be some Mate. movement, and I think that's going to be a huge distraction for a lot of the year until he has to activate his activate the clause or sign elsewhere. I think it's going to be a huge distraction, and I think it is going to play against him. So, look, I for the right price, and the right price is probably a late late round two pick for a ten man league, or even like, and I can't believe I'm saying this. That's crazy. Um, round, round three. Yeah, you're crazy. Mate, Which, there's a really good chance you could get him at the end of round two and be really disappointed. Yeah, 100%. Yep. So for me, this could be the biggest trap of 2022. I mean, there's a few traps out there, but mm. I, I, to, to be honest, like we can talk about value all you want here, but I think you just let this bloke slide. I think you just let him go past you, even in the second, third round. Just let somebody else take him. Let him be somebody else's problem. I All think. Right. Let, let, let's let, let's throw this out there, and I think I, I think Garrick is going to Garrick's going to slip around late round two. Mm-hmm. You've got the option, Garrick or Ponga. Garrick, I'll take who, Garrick. Who yeah, hundred percent, yeah. I'll take Garrick. And that and that kind of says a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah, well, there you go. You tell me Garrick isn't going to goal kick. I think I still take Garrick, to be honest with you. Yeah, 100%. I'm not even slightly kidding. The, yeah. the, one thing, the one thing for KP that's in his favour, I don't mind his final run. Um, if your grand final is in round 24, he plays the Gold Coast Titans up there at 4 o'clock Sunday. So a really good option there as far as captains go. Uh, obviously for four o'clock it'll be sunny up there. It'll be a, it's the latest game of the week. So that whole run's pretty look. sexy, isn't it? Tigers, Broncos, mm. Raiders, Titans, Sharks. That's the that's from twenty one to twenty five. I mean, I mean, the, the I mean that, that Sharks game, they'll be waiting till Mad Monday. So yeah. Yeah, if you are in round twenty four though. Mm. Yeah, not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, and there's a there's heaps of things here with this Knights team. Like uh, even Bradman Best, I mean, we're all salivating about Bradman Best running outside KP. I mean, if he's not injured, um, he's just not doing enough in the park. It, I think he's a bust to be honest, Bradman. Yeah. And you've got a little well, bit he's, of he's tied he's tied so heavily to Kalen's output. Exactly, and then you've got the changing, chopping and changing at that left two RF spot with Fitzy there, Barnett. I mean, that really hasn't done anything for KP's game. And then the wingers, like, I'm not excited about the wingers out there as well. Like, I just, nothing excites me about this fucking Knights team. I just don't, I want nothing to do with them. Mm. Yeah, so it's, it's an absolute, oh, 
Going goo? I, uh, yeah, I, I've sort of got Newcastle bunched in with the Cowboys and a little bit of the Titans. I just think I just I don't want to sit there and watch it this year. I don't want to deal with the absolute train wreck that it could be for a little bit of upside. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, look, to quote my 18-month-old, poo-poo. No, thank you. <laughs> All right, boys. So we're pretty much saying that we're going to let that one slide. And for everyone listening, it's probably a good idea. Just, just let somebody else pick him up, no matter the value, no matter the pick. Just let him be somebody else's problem. And look, if it blows up in your face and he ends up averaging 85, you cop it on the chin because I really think percentage-wise – it's not going to happen. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot better chance of averaging less than 65 than over 65. I think so, mate. I think so. Uh. All right, let's get into the wild card for this episode. We're talking about AJ Brimson. Now, very interesting player because he's sort of it's sort of a bit of a KP-esque story here as well because his 2020 average was 74. Then he gets into 2021 and he averages 61. The type of player with the same sort of skill set where we all thought, fuck, in this 2021 game, NRL, open space, fast-paced rugby league, these guys are going to kill it. And Brimson, I mean, seriously, everyone was going, oh, this kid's going to fucking brain it. Not not the rub down. We were like, nah, stay away from him. But everybody else was all over his dick. So if you look at the stats, didn't pip the ton once. Three games below 20. Six games yeah, yeah. below fifty, so a bit of a roller coaster there. I mean, for me, he's a huge game script guy. When the Titans are attacking well, they're finding space for him. He brains it. He's a bit of a flat track bully. When everything's going their way, he's all over it. But when he needs to get into the wrestle and create his own space, he can go missing, and that's where that's where we see these sub twenty scores come in. Because if it's too if it's the too hard basket, he just puts his hands on his head and just goes, "Nah, fuck it, I'll let somebody else do it." And so, to, to be honest, I can take those sub twenties or the the twenties or whatever if you've got a, a genuine high ceiling player, which he's not. No, no, he isn't. Well, we, I just said like he didn't even get over hundred once, yeah. and and the main question here that we're talking about is what does he look like with the six on his back? And then the other question is, what do you expect from this young Titan spine? Guru, have you got an opinion on this Titan side and where Brimson fits into this? Are you big on him? Do you like the value? Are you just going to let him slide? Talk to me, Goose. Mate, he's a guy that at the start of last season, I sort of thought to myself, you know what, if I get pick 14 in my comp, I'll be happy to take AJ. Like if I had to cop 14th pick, I'd be okay because I can get this guy and he's got higher potential. But, I mean, I, I thought he was going to go so much better than, than, than what he did this year. So, well, well done to you, boys. I mean, a 61-point average, I thought he'd push 70, 75 realistically. He was incredibly disappointing. And, mate, the 5'8 jersey just worries me a heap more. i got people telling me, oh, he played there in the juniors. And, mate, that's all good and well. But this is a team. He is the most experienced guy in this spine. and that, that's, that's frightening. That's terrifying. It's a different world, fucking juniors to the NRL. I mean, seriously. Like he, he doesn't have an established hooker. He doesn't have an established seven. He doesn't have an established one. He's got some really good back rowers, and he starts one of them off the fucking bench every week. I just, I don't know. It's just it, the Titans just look like a giant red flag to me at the moment. I can't trust what they're doing, and I, it made even if you got this guy in round two, I'd still be like, fuck, I don't know about it. The the one positive. The dual position, one slash six, is very handy. There's no doubt about that. But 
I mean, to me, it just looks looks like you're going to be disappointed in two positions instead of one, realistically. And we're talking about a guy that, you know, like I was just saying, has trouble creating opportunities for himself and the people around him. Now you give him a 5'8 jersey and go, get out there and fucking do your best, champ. I just, I just can't see him, especially at the start of the season, like there's going to be some teething issues there that you might see a string of 30-point games, even below maybe. And I mean, for his name, and even that 61 average, like if he slips past round three, I'll be very surprised with that dual eligibility. But there's no way I'm taking him in round three, even round four. Like, And, and to be honest, he's probably in the same category as KP, where I'll just let him be somebody else's problem. Walker, what are your thoughts? Hey, there's, there's zero chance of me even looking at him. Like it, he, we had him in the in our um in one in a couple of the comps because people had thrown him to the waivers. I think we played him a total of like three games, oh, and mate, those games headache. were so disappointing. Yeah, and he, he's the type of player that we, we just we couldn't get rid of him because we knew that someone would pick him up and then he'd have a string of like sixty or seventy games, and like I, I don't know. It, He's not the type of player that suits the halves. Yes, he might have played in juniors, but there's nothing, nothing that I've seen um, at, at his time in the Titans that suggests that he can play in the halves and direct the team, which he's, con- he's pretty much going to have to do with a very inexperienced halves partner. And we're talking about the wild card here. We're talking about gambles, but this yeah. is this oh, is mate, massive. I, I, this is punning mate, on I a love, 150 love, to love one. Gambling. This I is love gambling, but no. This, this is, is like this is this is like betting your life savings on double zero on roulette. It's, this is like picking North Sydney heavy. Bears to come back in the comp. This is like picking the Houston Texans to win the fucking Super Bowl. <laughs> it's it's not it's not looking good for yeah. me at all. Um. So yeah, I'm look. I'm not big on it. Um. And I'm just like to be honest. If you're gonna take a gamble on this Titans, uh, spine, it's gonna be sexy or. Campbell for me. I would much rather yeah. take one of those guys than AJ Brimson because you're probably going to get them a lot later and it's that's when you can start slinging it about the, uh, the place and really having a go with your value picks and having a real gamble. Where you're going to have to take AJ Brimson is not where I want to take this big of a gamble. Where, where do you think he falls? Well, AJ? Re- realistically. Mate, with that duel, he probably, if like 3 4 is probably when he's going to go in most leagues. Mm. I can yeah. I, I can see a world where, for example, if you got Nathan Cleary at seven and then you back that up with a gun forward, I could then maybe understand the appeal of having a one slash six if you if you filled mm. some other key with guns. I can understand that, especially when you have a look at his run home. I mean, if your grand final is round twenty five and you know you win the the week before, you've got the Knights and then the Warriors in your grand final weeks. If, if your grand final's round 24, you've got the Dragons and the Knights. Mm. But he's got to play Manly in Melbourne the weeks before that. So, I mean, if you believe that you're going to be there in the last two weeks and you your first two picks are good enough, I mean, for example, if you manage to get Nathan Cleary and you've got, you know, you, you can manage to get by without AJ, without needing a big score from AJ in the finals, well, yeah, it's definitely one of those things It's it's a, it, you got to get fucking Cleary first, though. That's a, that's the problem. Biggest red flag of all, realistically. Yeah, look, I don't know. It's it's tough because we're talking about a team that really it's a stab in the dark with all the changes and the young blokes coming through. I mean, we might be talking about a wooden spoon team here. So I don't know. It's it, quite it's... possibly, and that's the other thing for the back end of the season. 
this team could be so defeated it's not even funny. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, so, or they or they could go on a run like the Bulldogs of seasons gone by. Yeah, what at the type back of side though? Different type of side. The back end of the season, yeah, that's that's mm. Bulldog season. But they're you know they're they've been a gritty down and dirty side for a long time. Uh, you know, I don't think mm. this young dogs, Titans... Dogs of war. Yeah, I don't think this Titans team's going to have that, that resilience straight off the bat. Do you know what I mean? They don't have the spine and they don't have the backbone. Jesus, we're fucking just completely just <laughs> leave it. <laughs> Mate, just straight through to the keeper too. Thank you very much. The bat's in the Mate. air. Mate, the wiki keeper can take that one. Mate, All this, right. is, this, is, this is test match cricket at its finest. <laughs> yeah, I know. Real slow, boring affair, this one. All right, I'll tell well, you what. I cannot wait to see the first draft team that gets sent to me that features both of these guys, <laughs> Cape and AJ, and I'll just be like, ooh. Spare me with it. Spare me with it. All right, yeah, let's get yeah, into yeah. Um, our value play for this episode. It's Paul Momorowski. Now, finally, something that you know is going to give me a little bit of movement, Some a mm. guy that is going to excite me. It's a bit hard to talk about this guy at the moment because we don't know whether he's going to get a spot in this Roosters side, but let's just talk about the stats for a minute. Average 55, love that. 28 yep. base, 36 base power, love that too. Coefficients of variance, 33%. I thank you. That's lovely. Fucking awesome for a center wing. And that's only six tries, five assists for the year, right? Yeah. And this isn't this is when he really didn't have a cemented spot. He was in and out of the side. He was only coming in for some injury guys. Um and look, if you take away those tries, he still averages forty seven point three for the year. Yeah. Which is good for your third or fourth. So. Very, very good. So let's talk about him in this Roosters side. Now, Walker, you and I touched on this before we started recording. The Roosters have a real goal-kicking conundrum here because mm. we're not really sure if they trust Sam Walker to take the goal-kicking. And obviously, Siwa can kick goals, but you're not going to have him kicking goals for 80 minutes. Now, does... And I'll ask you guys, this will be the first question I'll ask you. Does Momorowski's goal-kicking sell him for Robson to buy him to get in this side. Is it is it that one one factor where they go, yep. You're on you're teetering on there to make this side, but because of the goal kicking, we need a goal kicker. You're coming on in, mate. Guru. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah, sorry, boys, just broke up for a second. Uh, look, I, I look at Momorowski and I look at the Roosters and, yes, they... They need a goal kicker, but mate, I'll be honest with you. How many games during the regular season are the Roosters? Is it going to be decided on goal kickers with them? Yeah, I, that's true. I'm not sure if that gets him an automatic spot in this team, especially like I I, I can't imagine Kevin Naguama is coming back here not to play first grade football. I think he will be in the side somewhere. Mm. I think Billy Smith has got all the potential in the world. I think Joseph Sawali's got all the potential in the world. So I think this is probably one that. You know, by all means, listen to all the stats we'll throw at you, but this is one to watch in the trials, mm. without a doubt. Yeah. And got, for me... They've got six guys to fill four or five yeah. backline spots. Yeah, and the thing I would say about Takiyaho, yes, he's not going to play 80 minutes, but 
for me, I, I can't see Jared Rory Hargraves playing the same big minutes he did last year. I think he will ease back, and I think Lindsay Collins is coming back from an ACL. So I can see Takiyahu doing an average of 60, 65 minutes, to be honest with you. I think that Rhea Hargraves just went above and beyond last year. I don't think they'll put his body through that once again. So I, I understand the goal-kicking argument, but I just don't think it's going to play. And, I mean, it's not like he's Adam Reynolds. Like, he's a handy goal-kicker. He probably is the best goal-kicker at the club, but I think the space between him and Takiyaho or even what a Teddy or a Kakiri could do, I don't think it decides where he lands in this side realistically. Okay, so mm. for, for argument's sake here, let's just say he lands that left center spot running outside Luke Keery. From that 55 average, Booker, what do you expect him to average on that left edge for the Roosters? I mean, we're expecting him to goal kick from that? Yeah, fuck it. Because I, I think if, if, we, if, we, if we do, you got to add probably eight at least to that 55 from our season. Um, the realistic situation is, I, I, I just don't know whether it, that team is going to have a single backline set for the season. Mm. They've got too much young talent to waste. And they've got like a guy who's coming off one of the um, Man of Steel seasons. I mean, you're just not going to waste Nagama. Uh, yeah. Like it, they've got Nagama, they've got Billy Smith, they've got Suwali, who is a super talent. Like I, They've got too, too much invested in the backline to... How how long have they bought um, Momorowski for? Is I, it is it a two season deal? I don't think it's I a long. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh. that that doesn't scream that screams like plugging a hole, knowing that they've had their injuries in the back line in the last two seasons. Yeah. So yeah, this, depth. This is depth. This is, uh, half a depth depth pit for me. Okay, so Guru. I, um, look, you, I know you're, dr- you're drunk as 10 men here, but give <laughs> us your Roosters back line. Um, I, I, to be honest with you, mate, I'm not sure how it looks yet. You've obviously got Teddy and Tupu. They lock themselves in. Mm-hmm. Joey Manu on the right. Yep. It's that left center and that right wing spot. I was going to ask you guys, if you if you draft Momorowski, if, are you hoping in round one he's right wing or left center? Where, where, where's the ideal spot you want him to land? Jeez, they're both good oh, real right estate. Wing. Right wing's real it's estate. Bo- it's both good real estate. Jesus. I mean, Kiri, Kiri loves to use his center on the left there, but mm. we know what Sam, if Sam Walker's in this side playing halfback on that right edge, we saw it again and again with Ikevala and Brett Mo- Morris there. I mean, mm. they were just scoring fucking tries for fun out there. So either way, I'm pretty happy. But if Sam Walker has cemented himself as the halfback, on that right edge, I love Mommy there on that right wing. Oh, I think as well. I love the little uh, Kiwi uh, Matt Gidley that that'll be inside him too. Hundred <laughs> percent. And the thing is, like sometimes, sometimes when blokes play wing, and you saw it actually with Joey Manu when they played wing, their base goes way up. They get in, mm. they do the tough stuff, scoots out of dummy half, they take hits up, hit ups out of their own twenty, and their their pure base goes through the roof compared to when they're playing center. So. Look, the more I talk about it, the more I love Paul, Paul Momorowski playing wing. Mm, yeah. Uh, look, that, that'd be the ideal scenario. But look, I, I just think, I just feel like there are, they are going to uh, want to blood Billy Smith more and they are going to want to blood um, Suwali more. And where does that leave Momorowski? Could be a I think, sneaky I think, bench I think, pick maybe on your bench. Yeah, just yeah, put Paul sure. on your bench and just see what happens. How far is he going to slide with a 55 average though? Yeah, he probably won't slide that far. 
I mean, well, mate, but he's a super interesting guy because based on trials, he could either not be drafted or I think there's a, if you know that he's going to be right wing and he's going to be goal kicking for the Sydney Roosters, I think there's an argument that you could take him round six, round seven. I mean, he could jump mm. in rounds by yeah. the end of trials. He he could he could be the biggest mover in the competition. Yeah, so you you think you think a like a Demos or a Jamos score plus a goal kicking. I mean, he's he's obviously not that talented, but oh, like yeah. that's 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 got to factor in somewhere. And he's he kicks at a half decent clip. So look, you'd be you'd be factoring in not eight. You'd be looking at like twelve points a game. He's a big black book guy, isn't he? I mean, mm. he, he's 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 in Sharpie in my black book to watch in this trials and just see what the fuck's he's, going on with him because he's he's a type of guy like if if people pass on him and he gets dropped to waivers in the first week or two. Pick him up, keep him on your bench, because you can bet your bottom dollar there's going to be an injury oh, or two. He, sh- he, he should make it to the bench. He should make the bench in everyone's side. He, yeah. If he if he slips to your bench, like you know your fourteenth pick, that's crazy. You need to get him. And you got to have faith with it. If you pick if you pick him up in like in your draft, keep the faith because something's going to happen. Yep, yep. Because the thing is, he's solid. Hmm. They put him yeah. in, he does a job, he fills a gap, he's fucking solid. And then towards the back end of that Panthers season, we saw a little bit of flair from him as well. So he's he's a handy footballer, and I don't think we've seen the best out of him yet. Mm. Well, boys, fuck, look at us. I mean, it's under, under 30 minutes and we've done it all. I mean, to be honest, didn't really go hard into these guys. We just let them go. Yeah, I think it was because we, yeah, we, we didn't have... Full, full chubs. There wasn't even a semi-chub, really. The whole vibe of it was pretty much, nah, let that cunt slip. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there were too many red flags. And sometimes, if I'm honest, when you're doing your pre-draft lists and things like that, which you've got to get onto as soon as that opens up, you just got to be thinking about, okay, who are the red flags here that I want to actually exclude altogether from my draft? Because there are going to be some, like your Pongers, like your AJ Brimsons, that you're just going to go, see you later. Yep. I'm not interested. Yep, click the X on them. Yeah. Don't no, be afraid to do that. that. I've done that before. I mean, in any draft that I'm a part of, if someone's taken Cal and Ponga before me, I'm so happy about that. Oh, yeah. It's it, good. Yeah. It's just going to free you up to make a really good decision. Mm. So for everyone that's listening that's going to be part of any draft that I'm a part of, KP's the man. Get along, get amongst him. He's going to kick yeah. goals. He'll probably average 90, to be fair. Look, he's got he's got every chance. He scored 160 <laughs> last season. He's killing it. He's absolutely going to nail it. Oh, fuck. All right. Well, good hit out, boys. Um, Guru, Jesus. Um, you still drinking or what's going on over there? Well, mate, I thought I'd had a few beers. I think my internet's had a few more because uh, I heard about four words of that, so I was really uh, <laughs> my way through that. So hopefully it went okay. Mate, you were here in spirit. That's that's all that matters. <laughs> if I'm honest, you didn't miss much. Yeah, yeah. Wooker, again, subpar, mate. You've got to be better. I keep telling you, just oh, work on your game. That hurts. That hurts, mate. I thought I gave a few good, good <laughs> nah, you're digs right. here and there. You're right, you're right. You're drunk too, so it's good. Yeah, well... All right, guys, that'll do for this one. Um, We'll catch us next round on the Supercoach Summer Series. Uru. Cheers, man. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 